Welcome to the Everyday Chant Srimad Bhagavatam class. Today we are so fortunate to have Her Grace Vanamalini Manjari Devi Dasi. Mataji is going to enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam 5th Canto 12th Chapter and Verse 1. Hare Krishna Mataji, kindly take over the call whenever you are ready. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Mataji. Hare Krishna. I don't know what to to all the devotees assembled on the call. <coughs> we'll start with Mangala Charan prayers and then continue to traverse the conversation between King uh, Rahoguna and Jadabharata. Uh, Thank you all so much once again for the opportunity that I get to discuss <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavatam with you all during Brahma Mukta. We'll start with Mangala Charan prayers and then we'll continue uh, to the verse today, 12th chapter. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuram Nidit Shri Chaitanya Manubhishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yutapadakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamsha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunajan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dino Bando Jagatpati Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostuke Tattakanchana Gaurangira Devranda Vanishwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Krupa Sindhu Bhyevacha Patitanam Pavani Bhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Pravunityananda Sri Advaita Gadadara Srivasadi Gaurabhastavranda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Narayanam Namaskrutyam, Naram Chahivanarotamam, Devim Saraswatim Vyasam, Tato Jayamudirayet, Naschaprayeshu Abhadreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavat Yuttamasloke, Bhaktir Bhavatina Inshriti, Shunvatam Svakatah Krishnaham, Punyasravanakirtanaha, Rudhyantastohi Abhadrani, Vidunoti Suhrutsatam. So we are reading uh, chapter 12, Conversation between Maharaj Rahaguna and Jadavarata. So this is continuation from chapter 11, and we all know the context. Rahaguna is a king, and Jadavarata, this is the third life of King Bharata. King Bharata is son of 
Roshabadev's incarnation of Supreme Personality of Godhead himself and Roshabadev's son is King Bharata and King Bharata gets attached to a deer at the end of his life and then he takes birth as a deer even though he takes birth as a deer his consciousness is because he has performed devotional service and, and reached until Bhava stage his consciousness was elevated even in the body of deer so he could remember his past life and then he was very careful not to get attached to the relationships in the deer body and then after that he was born as a Brahmana in a Brahman family but most of the time uh, King Bharat who is now Jada Bharata did not reveal that he is a self-realized soul externally for the people he looked as a madman as if he doesn't know any kind of uh, uh, formalities to be followed or rules and regulations as a Brahmana to be followed or he doesn't even know like which hand to do what what to do first and what to do next so his father was very concerned about him and he kind of tries to still teach him all the rules and regulations of a Brahmana but his brothers and all they treat him ill they don't treat him nicely so we know we have we have uh, read all that story and then he just do randomly some jobs and he eats whatever is available he was he is not even looking for a palatable food source like it should be it should be only a particular type of meal like that he will eat whatever is available and all so randomly like that he uh, he uh, one of the king's servants sees him like he's fit to carry the plank wing so he engages him in forcefully in carrying the plank wing and while carrying the plank wing he doesn't want to step on the ant so he was no he was walking in a most unco uh, he was not coordinating with the other three so the plank wing was not going steady and king rahuguna uh, gets mad at that and he uh, kind of he kind of um, uses not good words and addresses Jadabharata and then Jadabharata starts conversation saying even though you are, you are saying all those things sarcastically they are all true and not this body um, so he starts speaking and then King Rahuguna asks questions he realizes that um, he is not the person that he is posing as um, and then he understands that he is um, uh, he is more elevated than what he is thinking and he starts questioning um, and then that conversation continues and in the 11th chapter uh, Jadabharata speaks mostly about um, how because of the mind uh, living entity assumes that he is a particular body and forgets its real position um, how materially uh, oriented people don't understand don't see uh, the tattva behind the things of the spiritual and how mind kind of plays the role and people get um, thinking that they are the body and they act at the body level 
um, uh, so all those conversation happen. Mostly we hear a lot about mind in the 11th chapter. And now the conversation continues to the 12th chapter. And the 12th chapter is also mostly the first floor slokas is uh, Rahuguna. Like how in the Bhagavad Gita we see a conversation between Krishna and uh, Arjuna. Arjuna asks questions. Um, whenever he gets down. So this important point that we have to see and most of the devotees on the call also follow that so nicely. And the q and question and answer session is so enlightening also because Tattva should be understand in full and may all of us may not be able to understand um, the way the speaker is trying to convey. And when we question the speaker goes further and explains it in a way that we can understand. So Prabhupada always prayed, um, even though Prabhupada uh, is um, uh, founder Acharya and he has translated all these books, he was never proud of his uh, speaking ability or anything. So I was reading in Science of Self-Realization uh, the poem that Prabhupada has written. Prabhupada writes that Krishna, you are the Supreme Master, Krishna Mande, Jagat Guru. He, he refers in that contest and he says that you are the Supreme Master of the entire world. Make me speak in a way that I can make the people understand what I am saying. So he was never proud of his speaking ability or he was never uh, thinking that uh, the people sitting in front of him are not at the level he is. And uh, even though he's saying high, uh, con uh, he's saying uh, most elevated concepts because they are not elevated to that level. They are still impure. They are not able to understand. So he's very humble. He says that please make me speak in such a way that I will understand. I will make the people understand. So this this important factor attracted me and many speakers also. However elevated and uh, not me, but the other speakers I'm saying. However elevated and exalted they are, when they come and speak, they speak as if like uh, they are speaking from the beginning and uh, uh, they are uh, talking to someone who um, who didn't listen before or who didn't, so as if this is their first session. So they speak in detail. Um, so that kind of detailed discussion of scriptures, tatwa, is very, very important because that's when we dive deep into details and we try to understand and we get questions. Um, so if we are not, if we come, there are only two situations where we don't have questions. One, when we don't understand anything or when we understand everything completely. Usually, otherwise, we will be having questions. But sometimes we don't pay attention to our own questions and we say that uh, we get shy to ask or we don't um, uh, we, we are very busy or we don't want to move further or something like that, but usually we'll have questions. So after hearing to the conversation of Jada Bharata, it was very obvious because Maharaj Raguna was paying attention and he wants to understand the philosophy. He had questions and that is what his 12th chapter starts with. And 12th chapter starts the first four verses or King Rahuguna's questions only. Uh, if Krishna willing, Krishna's mercy, we will try to cover uh, the first four shlokas because they are mostly um, questions of King Rahuguna. 
ರಘುಗುಣ ಉವಾಚ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಕಾರಣ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾಯ ಸ್ವರೂಪತುಚ್ಚೀಕೃತ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾಯ ನಮೋ ವಧೂತಜಬಂಧುಲಿಂಗ ನಿಗೂಢ ನಿತ್ಯಾನುಭಾವಾಯತುಭ್ಯಂ ರಘುಗುಣ ಉವಾಚ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಕಾರಣ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾಯ ಸ್ವರೂಪತುಚ್ಚೀಕೃತ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾಯ ನಮೋ ವಧೂತ ನಮೋ ಅವಧೂತ ದ್ವಿಜಬಂಧುಲಿಂಗ ನಿಗೂಢ ನಿತ್ಯಾನುಭಾವಾಯತುಭ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಿಸಿ ಕಿಂಗ್ ರಹುಗುಣ ಅಡ್ರೆಸಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಮಹಾರಾಜ್ ಜಡಬರ್ತ ಜಡಬರ್ತ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಚೇಂಜ್ಡ್ ಅರ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಅವೇರ್ ಆಫ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಜಡಬರ್ತ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆರ್ ಎಲಿವೇಟೆಡ್ ಕಾನ್ಸಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಹಿ ಥಾಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದೋಸ್ ಅದರ್ other men who were carrying his planquin and he was forcefully engaging them all in the service and that's where king jadavarta gets uh, that's what king jadavarta wants to teach him that a king should engage the people with lovingly any responsible position we take forcefully we do the things doesn't work when we engage them with love things will work and that helps the people who are engaged also so that is something that we find often in uh, all the spiritual masters and uh, prabhupada especially if we leave prabhupada leela amruta he is a very very elevated soul following um he is a uttam adhikari but he has to come down to a madhyam adhikari level and then teach krishna consciousness and say this is right this is wrong um you have to do like this you have to do like that but mostly his interactions with the devotees was with love that love is visible to the devotees that's why for that love they have taken krishna consciousness uh, so when we love automatically the people who love us when we say when we talk about krishna consciousness if not today tomorrow they will be willing to take it so whenever we want to preach especially to the family members or to our friends or relatives uh, most mostly than verbal preaching preaching by an example preaching by living the principles what we are learning what we are planning to teach others and not like showcasing them a lot or fault finding in others can help us to preach it more so here hearing the conversation hearing the conver- um, uh instructions of charabharata rahuguna is saying namo namah karana vigrahaya so he is saying obeisances to him now and he is saying karana vigrahaya so prabhupada writes so first i'll read the synonyms and then uh, translation and i'll go what to word rahuguna uvacha king rahuguna said namah my respectful obeisances namah obeisances karana vigrahaya to one whose body emanates from the supreme person the cause of all causes who has completely removed all the contradictions of the scriptures by manifesting his true self namah respectful obeisances avaduta omostra of all mystic powers dvijabandulinga by the characteristics of a person born in a brahmana family but not executing the duties of a brahmana niguda covered nityanubhavaya to him whose eternal self realization tubyam tujyo translation translation and purport by shila prabhupada shila prabhupada ki jai king rahuguna said 
O most exalted personality, you are not different from the supreme personality of Godhead. By the influence of your true self, all kinds of contradiction in the sastras have been removed. In the dress of a friend of a Brahmana, you are hiding your transcendental blissful position. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. From the Brahma Samhita, we understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead is cause of all causes. Sarva Karana Karanam. Rishabhadev was the direct incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes. His son Bharata Maharaj, who was now acting as Brahmana Jadaparata, had received his body from the cause of all causes. Therefore, he is addressed as Karana Vigrahaya. So, Prabhupada explains why King Rahuguna is calling Jadaparata. Brahmana Jadabharata is Karana Vigrahaya. Namu Nama. So he's like, he understood that Jadabharata is not what he is, an illiterate or an uneducated, unmannered person. By hearing his conversation, he immediately understood that he is a self-realized soul. So there is a, uh, there is a story also, right? Like, um, once one guru, he goes out on a trip and he puts his um, disciple as an in charge and he says like you know but the disciple says I don't know anything as long as you don't open your mouth people won't understand that you don't know anything so make sure that anybody comes and asks you any questions or talks anything you don't talk much uh, so that's how um, he tries to manage by not talking much but once some calamity happens and he starts speaking uh, then the people understood that he doesn't know really anything. So, when we speak, we kind of speak from the level of our understanding. So, it immediately reveals. We may be thinking that we are talking as a most elevated soul, but if we are in front of a most elevated soul, he really, he easily recognizes that. And King uh, uh, Brahmana Jadabharata has already realized in the beginning that King Rahaguna is not sticking intelligently. And similarly, Krishna says to Arjuna also, like, why, where are these impurities come upon you? Why are you speaking like an impotent? So Krishna immediately says that, you know, you are thinking that you are speaking like a Pandita, but not really. You are not a Pandita. You are not speaking the words of a Pandita. But now, as soon as Chadavarta spoke, Rahuguna understood. So he's like, he came into a most humble position and he's saying, oh, namo nama, karana vigrahaya. So you have a reason and for all the reasons Ishvara, Parama, Krishna, Satchidananda, Vigraha, Anadiradir, Govinda, Sarva, Karana, Karanam. So Krishna is the cause of all causes. Even for all of us, Krishna is the cause. Anything, everything, Krishna is the cause of all causes. But here in particularly, because Jadavarata is son of Roshabadev. And Roshabadev, if we see, we already completed that chapter. There, uh, Roshabadev uh, preaches to his sons and uh, gives them spiritual knowledge, gives them the knowledge how to rule the country, how to carry on their duties, what should be done, what should not be done. So generally, the children uh, uh, are more or less, they behave like parents. And if parent, if father or mother, helps them to teach, taking time out and uh, teaches them, then they mostly, even though they may be uh, kind of, uh, no, looks like not listening, 
but if the preaching is going on constantly with love and affection and not like lecturing and directly indirectly um and also in a way that uh, by uh, by doing it as an example mostly when they grow and when responsibility comes on them then they usually recollect from their parent how the parent has done and they act like that so for in this case king uh, he is really a karana vigrahaya because rishabhadev is the father and swarupa tuchikruta vigrahaya who has completely removed contradictions of the scriptures by manifesting his true self so when uh, rishabhadev was talking uh, sorry when jadabharata was talking he was talking at the soul level he was not talking at the body level so he is established he manifested in his true self and a person who is manifested in his true self speaks then he can explain the things most clearly because the scriptures have scripture speaks about everything about the modes also uh, and about fruitive activities um about uh, so many other things and when a true self realized person speaks he goes beyond the modes and he speaks and removes and explains all the contradicting things according to the time and place and circumstances how they work if if a person uh, who is having a half knowledge speaks then he himself gets confused and he may not be able to understand but if we see uh, some self realized speakers souls who come and speak here um because they have understood the subject matter more clearly and uh, they can explain it and mostly prabhupad and prabhupad when if we can just repeat prabhupad purports and prabhupad statements that itself is uh at a self realized level and even prabhupad says to uh, prabhupad says i am i am repeating whatever krishna is saying so we when we repeat prabhupad we are repeating whatever krishna is saying then it it comes at that level where we are speaking at the true self nama again he says one more nama so when we realize the position of other uh, opposite person we become very humble and we keep paying our obeisances again and again uh, so he is again saying nama avaduta o master of all mystic powers he uses the word mystic here because he was posing something externally but he is something internally he is a elevated soul internally but externally he looks like a mad person who is who didn't take bath who didn't groom his hair who didn't dress properly who don't know what to do who eats anything whether it is spoiled food or anything dvijabandhu linga even though born as a brahmana not acting like a brahmana so he was like that um so if we if you remember uh 10th or 9th chapter where uh, his father gets worried about rishabhadev so that is what here rahuguna is speaking and then nigura covered because he didn't he didn't reveal to anybody that he is a self realized soul not to even his brothers and brothers wives when they were ill treating him or mistreating him he didn't reveal that he is a self realized soul he did not get attached to any of these bodily comforts or uh, food he knows that any of these attachment is going to take him away from his goal so that's why vyavasayatmika buddhi rekeha kurunandana proper translates that those who are um, um those whose intelligence is um uh, equi- um uh, uh, 
I'm trying to find the word, who's fixed on uh, Krishna, they they won't go here and there. If your uh, uh, buddhi is not uh, uh, focused on Krishna, then it becomes very difficult. Those who are on this path, that is the devotional service path, their aim is only one, to reach Krishna. Vyavasayatmika, buddhi, Prabhupada writes in that, Vyavasayatmika. A strong faith in Krishna consciousness, uh, they will be highlighted to the highest perfection of life, is called Vyavasayatmika buddhi. Having faith that being Krishna consciousness enough is enough for us, being Krishna consciousness is enough for us to get elevated to the highest perfection of life, that is Vyavasayatmika buddhi. Very resolute in our goal that we have to be Krishna conscious and we will uh, get ourselves elevated to highest perfection of life. That we will be established in our original position which is Sat Chit Ananda. That Vyavasayatmika Buddhir Ekeha Kurinandana. Their aim is, in, is only one and they are resolute on that path. They won't get deviated or distracted with other things. The comforts that the material life is offering us. When we are practicing devotional service, there will be so many mystic powers that we attain or so many things that come automatically to us as perks. If we get attached to any of those things, some, some will be so attractive that you will be having uh, a good husband, such a nice wife, uh, have comforts of life like whatever you are uh, uh, working, whatever you are earning, you are only making profits, your children are following all the things that you are saying. Everything happens so nice so that you get attracted to those nice things and you are attracted to those good things and you start feeling comfort in that goodness. Actually mode of goodness is a launching pad for us to go from there to transcendent beyond the modes. But when things are coming good our way as we are practicing the devotional service, we get so much attached to those good things and we forget the purpose. So we have to be very, very careful. So here, Krishna, Prabhupada, Krishna says, Vyavasayatmika buddhi rekeha kurunandana. Those who are on this path, who dedicate, who, who are highly Krishna conscious, and who know that Krishna consciousness is enough for them to go to the actual highest position, not the highest position in this material world. Actual highest position, their aim is only one. They don't get attracted by any of these offers that uh, the material world is providing them. Uh, the attractions that Maya is giving them, they don't get attracted to any of those things, even though they look very alluring and very comfortable, very nice. Oh, beloved child of the Kurus, the intelligence of those who are irresolute is many branched. But those who are not resolute, those who are not having strong faith that performing pure devotional service to the Lord is going to take them to their eternal position, they ha their, their intelligence is not irreligious, irresolute, and it is many-branched. They go here and there. They get attracted to the material comforts. So, Jadabharata was very resolute. He's very, very clear that I am not going to attract it to any of these things. I'm going to go back to Krishna. So, Nigudha, his real identity, his real elevation is covered. And we see also like that, we not always we can know that how elevated the devotee is. So we should be very, very careful when we are in the association of devotee not to do any kinds of offenses. Because 
by even sometimes by this just uh, just their looks we won't be able to reveal uh, we won't be able to know how how much elevated they are or sometimes they may not even speak to us or they may only speak casual words that also won't reveal until they speak on the subject matter we won't be knowing how elevated they are so it's very uh, we have to be very careful of not doing any offenses um, in in this conversation of raguna and jadavarta if we see that point is covered in the beginning itself king raguna says i am a kshatriya i can fight with anything i am not worried of anything but i am worried of offending a brahmana i am worried of making an offense the king raguna says so we also have to be careful when we are in the association of devotees we have to be always mindful that we are not doing offenses we have to be mindful that we don't get carried away by our false ego our pride of material things or our pride of social or uh, devotee things um we have to be really really very very careful and keep krishna in the center always and uh, 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 god ourselves from our offenses so nighuda nityanubhavaya nityanubhavaya nitya means eternal the only thing that is eternal the only thing that is constant is when we situate ourselves in our original constitutional position that is at the soul level to him whose eternal self to whom to him whose eternal self realization happened so chadavarata acted in that way all the time at the soul level to byam to you so i'm paying my obeisances to you so that is what here king rahuguna is saying now rahuguna goes to second shloka and he will ask the question jvarama jvaramaya jvayama sorry jvaramaya maya artasya yathagadam sat ृष्टे ब्रह्मन्वचस्ते मृत औषधम मे ज्वरा हेल्प yatha just as agadham the medicine sat right nidhaga dagasya nidha nidha nidhaga dagasya of one scorched by the heat of the sun yatha just as himambaha very cold water kudeha in this body made of matter and full of dirty things such as stool and urine mana of pride ahi by the serpent with a star bitten drishteha of one whose vision brahman o best of the brahmanas watch of words say your amritam nectar aushadam medicine me for me so we also get sometimes this feeling when we hear to some lectures when we hear when we talk to some devotees when we are in lot of distress full position when they speak to us that that gives us this feeling what king rahuna is saying here 
Oh, best of the Brahmanas, my body is filled with dirty things and my vision has been bitten by the serpent of pride. Due to my material conceptions, I am diseased. Your nectarian instructions are the proper medicine for one suffering from such a fever. And they are cooling waters for one scorched by the heat. So, because King Rahuguna, even though initially he was having a pride and he was speaking as a king, by forcefully trying to engage his servants in the in his duty, but he is definitely a seeker of absolute truth. That's why uh, he got alert as soon as King Jadavarta started speaking about absolute truth. We often found this, like you know, people who are attracted to something in a conversation when we are talking, uh, even though they are not paying attention, they they'll quickly run. So I often use this for my children. Like when they are not paying attention, I speak something which I know that will catch their attention. And when I catch the attention, I speak what I wanted to speak. That means they do selective listening. And most of us do that selective listening. Uh, we go into a crowd when we hear something that we are very attracted to. We quickly turn our attention. Similarly here, King Rahuguna, because he is the seeker of the absolute truth, he immediately understood what Chadabharta was speaking. And then he realized that he could feel that solace in his teachings and he realized his position. He understood. He got alerted. Like how Arjuna was got alerted when King when we were when he was getting overwhelmed, he got alerted by Krishna. So that's why association of devotees is very, very important for us. Devotees alert us. Uh, even whatever may be, not just that elevated devotees alert us sometimes that what we are doing mistake. Even the uh, devotees who have come new, uh, they are even more, uh, they even help us a lot in understanding our faults because they come with an impression into the association that all the devotees are uh, already elevated, already purified. So as soon as we do a mistake, um, they immediately point that out saying that, Oh, I thought you will be a pure soul, but you are acting like this. So immediately sometimes we get offended. And then we say that, oh, you are a neophyte. How can you are, how you are pointing out a mistake in me? But there is another side of it if we can pay attention to that. Actually, they makes us realize that we are not elevated. We are not uh, purified. We are not acting in a way uh, that they have read in the scriptures. That means there is a lot of learning curve left for us. Mm. And then we, can, we should immediately... Uh, accept uh, uh, and apologize and learn from that uh, and then uh, move on. Uh, so we should be doing uh, that. So here, uh, King, um, uh, here, uh, uh, King Rahaguna finds so much uh, solace and so much relief in the uh, talking in the uh, in the instructions of Jadabharata. So he says the conditioned soul. He says, "Oh, best of the Brahmanas, my body is filled with dirty things." He says, I am a diseased person. Most of us are diseased that we are this body. Uh, we have to enjoy this material world. Um, we, uh, we have that going on. We are all diseased by that. But we don't know that we have a disease. That's why we don't go for cure. Those of us who realize that we have a disease, we go for a cure. So those of us who are not realized that we are acting at the bodily level, we, are we have all these impurities in us, lust, anger, greed, jealousy, all those things, and sense gratification, constantly seeking sense gratification. As long as we don't realize that we are having these diseases, we don't go for a cure. Uh, 
we don't be regular in chanting we won't be regular in our bhagavatam kada we won't be regular in our services to krishna that regularity doesn't happen you won't you won't find that urgency of purifying ourselves of our that urgency of going back to the material world going back to the spiritual world we find this material world comfortable and we try to make this jail even more and more first class jail uh, uh, and we get used to it and we like to live in this one we don't want to go out of our comfort zone and step up our devotional service and or go back so here king rahuguna is saying that my body is filled with dirty things my vision has been bitten by the serpent of pride pride comes before we fall down this we have to really remember pride comes before fall uh, when we are acting proudly when anybody alerts us that you have been proud you are hurting me you are you are talking in a way that that uh, shows uh, that you are proud or you are hurting others uh, then we have to be alerted that uh, by talking in that way we don't know what much uh, hurt we cause to others but we hurt ourselves a lot because when pride comes automatically the next thing that comes is fall down so but king rahuguna was alerted at the right time he realized that he was being proud that he was a king and he thinks that he is a king because of the bodily mm. identification due to my material conceptions i am diseased your nectarian instructions are the proper medicine for one suffering from such a fever and they are cooling waters from one scorched by the heat this that was like a cool breeze for me i am burning here in the heat your words are like a cool breeze for me so as i was saying earlier sometimes when devo- some devotees speak talk to us when we are in a distressed position or when we are in a proud position the way they alert us the way they the incidents happen to us if we are in a humble and if we are able to see krishna in everything krishna is the cause of all the causes we will learn from every situation even from an insult we will learn even from a praise we will learn we will we will learn from an elevated devotee we will learn from a new devotee there is learning in every interaction that we do in our life whether it is coming in a pleasing way or whether it is coming in a unpleasant way when it is coming in a pleasant way it makes us realize more and more the mercy of krishna like how krishna is being merciful on me that he is making me an instrument and making me reach those devotees and that is giving pleasure to that devotee that the that devotee is reciprocating in a pleasurable way and how krishna is making an insignificant soul recipient of that love affection and happiness when an insult coming in when an insult coming to us when somebody is alerting the mistake that we are doing or when uh, when somebody is uh, Uh, insulting us even though there is no mistake of us that time also we have to remember that if we get hurt when there is no mistake of us and we get hurt we have to remember that we are not amanina manadiya we are not at that level where we are not seeking honor where we are not seeing honor and dishonor as the same so krishna is trying to teach us that go beyond this go beyond honor and dishonor go go beyond comfort and discomfort go beyond the dualities and situate yourself at the level of uh, shuddha pure devotion shuddha sattva and render service beyond uh, the modes to me to receive my recipient so every incident will teach a lesson if we are like the sponge which absorbs the water if we are like a rock how much our water is pour on us we won't be able to absorb it we can never but if we are soft and pure 
And if we have become like a sponge to absorb the lessons that Krishna is trying to teach us, we will be able to purify us. So here, Jadabharata alerted. He did not speak in a pleasing way. He did not pacify King Rahuguna. He did not praise King Rahuguna. He did not uh, flatter him. He alerted him. But King Rahuguna was seeking, so he immediately understood and he come to his senses and he, he understood that he is diseased. And that's why those words are like a cooling waters. But if we are not in a receiving position, if we are not humble enough, if any devotee is telling us, the first thing that comes to us is that our ego comes in the front. And we get hurt because our ego is getting pinched. And then we say, now how can she tell to me? I'm such a senior. I'm 20 years here doing. And does she know about me or not? How many situations I have handled? How gloriously I have understood everybody. And this devotee who came just two days back is finding a fault in me. Our ego starts acting. If we are humble, if we are situated in our original position, the false ego goes aside and then we will realize the things. So that's why King Rahuguna could feel that and say that your words are like cooling waters for those who are scorched in sun. The instructions given to King Rahaguna by Jadavarata are very, very valuable. The entire world is going on the, so Prabhupada is saying here that, nonetheless, the most intelligent men in the material world think they are those combinations of blood, bone, urine and stool. If we know our body, the body that we are puffed up of, the body we take care of, the body we try to show off, uh, the skin, beyond the skin is nothing but blood, bone, urine, stool, pus. So if we see, if we, rea if we really see, if we really understand, when death comes near, our whole body, scriptures say that, I forgot to refer the actual conversation where it was referred. The whole body gets filled with pus first, when our death is getting nearer. So right now everything is balanced. Otherwise if you have anywhere an infection and pus comes, uh, then you will have pain actually. So this body is nothing but a sac in which all these things are there. Blood, bone, urine, stool, all these things are there. And we feel proud of this body. So Prabhupada is saying here, intelligent people understand that. If this is so, why can't the other intelligent men be made with these ingredients which are so readily available? Prabhupada precisely alerts here, if you all remember, Prabhupada says this in the second uh, canto, second, sorry, second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada writes this, some people, some intelligent people think that uh, this, met, uh, this body is made of uh, chemical interactions. At one point of time, some chemical combinations are making this body, and then at some point of time, uh, that chemical combination is not working, so it doesn't work. So Prabhupada writes here that, Nonetheless, the most intelligent men in this material world think they are these combinations of blood, bone, urine and stool. If this so, why can't other intelligent, can, an intelligent men can be made with these ingredients which are so readily available? So, if body is made of these things, body is made of chemical combinations, why they are not able to make the bodies so easily like that? So Prabhupada says, that Prabhupada speaks about that. If the body, because they say that there is no soul, that's why Prabhupada brings that conversation even in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita. The entire world is going on under the bodily conception and creating a hellish condition unfit for any gentleman's living. 
This is what the disease that all of us have. And even the devotees who are practicing Krishna consciousness, maybe at, at times we act in a soul, at a soul level. Or we think that we are soul. Most of the time we get, we act at a bodily level. So as we are reading more, as we are understanding more, as we are hearing more, whenever we hurt, we should do a self-analysis of ourselves. Whenever things happen to us, miseries come in our life, happiness comes in our life. We have to do a self-analysis because these are the emotions that highly move us. And when these emotions are acting on us, we have to take a pause and think from which from from what level is these things I am experiencing? Because I got a bodily comfort or I am feeling ecstatic situation inside the devotion. So when we keep analyzing that, we will a, we will be able to dis differentiate between the bodily uh, bodily reactions of us acting at the body level and uh, and feeling uh, happy at the spiritual level. When we make when we uh, when we slowly make these differentiations we will be able to identify our emotions and able to channelize. We will be mindful of our mind. Because our mind always makes us feel that we are this body and we, are, we, we should act at the bodily level. And when we are analyzing these emotions, we will be able to channelize them properly that this is, a, this is coming from this, this is coming from this, this is a spiritual uh, feeling, this is a spiritual happiness. Uh, this is uh, this is an emotion. This is a material thing I'm getting puffed up with, or this is a material thing that is causing me misery. Then, when we identify that, and when we apply the practice, when we apply the Bhagavad Gita that we are learning, we are reading, or scriptures we are reading, we ourselves we become our own counselors, and we ourselves will say that this is a misery coming out of the material thing. So this will be like this only. Material world is like this. So let me find. Uh, have, let me find uh, comfort in the chanting of Holy Lamb. Let me find comfort at the feet of the lotus feet of Krishna. And we, we ourselves become our own counselors and we'll move ourselves. So this Prabhupada is here saying the entire world is going under the bodily conce conception and creating a hellish condition unfit for any gentleman's living. The instructions given to King Rahaguna by Jadabharata are very valuable. They are like the medicine that can save one from a snake bite. The Vedic instructions are like nectar and cool water for one suffering from the scorching heat. So that's what that's the, that's why King Rahaguna could feel that because he was also seeking that and he is at that level. I'll uh, I'll go to the third verse also. Tasmad Bhavantam Mama Sam Sam Prakshami Paschad Adhuna Subodham Adhyatma yoga gratitam tavokam Akyayi kautuhala chetasome Tasmad bhavantam mamasam sayadam Prakshami paschad aduna subodam Adhyatma yoga gratitam tavokam Akyayi kautuhala chetasome so, tasmat, therefore, bhavantam to you, mama of me, samsayadam, the subject matter that is not clear to me, samsaya means doubt, I am in a doubtful, so, uh, the, sam, the subject matter that is not clear to me, prakshami, I will submit, paschat, after I ask my question, paschat, afterwards, adhuna, now, subhodam, so that it can be clearly understood, you explain to me, bodham, subhodam, 
you explain to me so that I can clearly understand. Tasmad bhavantam mama samsayatam. I have doubts. I'm going to place those doubts in front of you and you help me clear those. Adhyatma yoga of mystic instruction for self-realization. Gratitam as composed, tava, your, uktam, speech, akyai. Please explain again. Please explain to me until I understand. And here he's presenting it in a very humble way. He's not challenging, he's not arguing, he's not uh, questioning uh, like to test the knowledge of Jadabharata, whose mind is very inquisitive to understand the mystery of such statement. Chetasaha is consciousness, mind. My, so sometimes consciousness, mind, cheta is referred, the Sanskrit word according to the circumstance can be used like kautuhala, kutuhala, kautuhala chetasaha, whose mind is very inquisitive to understand the mystery of such statements. Me, to me. So he, here King Raghuna is saying, whatever doubts I have about a particular subject matter, I shall ask you about later. For the time being, these mysterious yoga instructions you have given me for self-realization appear very difficult to understand. Please repeat them in a simple way so that I can understand them. My mind is very inquisitive and I want to understand this clearly. Sometimes we won't be able to understand when uh, things come our way because we are not at that level. And he is so humbly asking, I will go deeper into the subject matter of mind, identifying with body and all these things. It is so mysterious for me. I am not able to understand at all. Can you please explain to me? I am very inquisitive to learn. So the Vedic literature, Prabhupada writes in purport, the Vedic literature instructs, Tasmat Gurum Prapadhyate Jignasu Sreya Uttamam. Tasmat Gurum Prapadhyate, you surrender to a Guru, Jignasu Sreya Uttamam, who is inquisitive. An intelligent man must be very inquisitive to know the transcendental science deeply, not like summary on top of it. I, f I have experienced personally in my life that Oh, I have read this many times. Last time when I read, I felt like I understood this in deeper. And when I go and read again, I, I realize that, how come I miss this point? How come I miss this detail? Why, where was my attention? And then again when I go and read, I feel again like that. So there is so much Krishna reveals to us from these subject matters that there is never ever a time we can say that I know all the Bhagavad Gita, I know all the... Bhagavatam, we may be knowing the external things like which sloka, what, reference and all. But the deeper, deeper that we go into those verses, we will be realizing that, oh, there is so much to learn. So whenever we are approaching the Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita, we have to approach with that inquisitiveness to learn deeper. If we go with a mood that, oh, I have already read uh, 15, 20 times this chapter. What is there I'm going to learn here? I'll just go around mechanically and I will, uh, I can speak on any time, any minute on this subject matter. When we do like that, maybe we will be helping the people who are listening. Maybe they may be the first comer, they may be hearing for the first time. So they get, uh, they get uh, uh, knowledge which they have not heard. But that cannot help us to that much. And if we approach that verse deeply, whenever we are, uh, when, we, uh, when we read, we will know uh, more, uh, in, in inner we will get a new realization which Krishna will reveal to us. Therefore, one must approach a guru, a spiritual master, 
although Janabharata explained everything to Maharaj Raguna, it appears that his intelligence was not perfect enough to understand clearly. So when we will be able to understand this subject matter more clearly, when we approach Guru, when with the mercy of Guru, we understand Krishna and with the mercy of Krishna, we get Guru. So that's the reason we pray to the Acharyas before every session, Acharya, spiritual master, so that we can understand with the mercy of Guru, the subject matter even more and more deeper. And it appears that his intelligence was not perfect enough to understand clearly. So Maharaj Raghuna's intelligence is not at that level to receive the instructions of Jada Bharata at the first time. That's why he is asking more questions. He though requested, he therefore further requested, he therefore requested a further explanation. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, this is the famous Tadvitti Pranipatena Pariprashnena Sevya 4.34. The student must approach a spiritual master and surrender unto him fully Pranipatena. So he, if we see the sequence which Rahuguna, he already Pranipatena in the first uh, sloka. Nama, Nama, he is paying his obeisances to him. And then he is considering him as a spiritual master and he is asking further questions. So this is the mood. This is the mood that we should have. So I observe myself like sometimes externally when we are saying our Guru's mantra, it will be very mechanical it, because we will be saying it uh, before every mala that we are chanting, uh, before every session. So, so of, over a period of time it becomes so mechanical. But every time we should be mindful of our mind. We should be present in that situation. We should be very mindful at that minute and when we are chanting that mantra, we should be visualizing our Guru, the lotus feet of our Guru, as if we are paying our personal obeisances to Him and seeking really His shelter and understanding the thing. That is Pranipadena Pariprashnena Sevya. Keep asking the questions. Our faith should not be blind faith. It should be a reasonable faith. Keep on, we should be asking questions in a humble way and try to understand. He must also question him in order to understand his instructions, Pariprashnena. One should not only surrender to the spiritual master, but also render loving service onto him. So, Pariprashnena Sevaya, surrendering and rendering service to Krishna, uh, spiritual master. So, taking a, ta taking a Diksha, people will be very enthusiastic until they take Diksha. After taking Diksha, they don't pay attention to the instructions given by spiritual master. Vayu, Vapu. Vapu Seva is when we are present personally with the spiritual master. That rendering physical services like what, uh, helping cooking for him, taking him around, uh, uh, making, uh, helping his, uh, uh, doing his laundry or keeping his room clean. Those are all Vapu Seva. Vayu. Um, Vayu Seva. That is following, uh, sorry, Vapu. Vayu is that. Vapu, uh, following his instructions. His lectures are available nowadays. The technology has made it so available for us that every day we can play. Earlier days, it's not like that. You have to go physically present, listen to him. There is no recorded sessions or anything. So nowadays, we have recorded sessions. So every day, listening to our Guru's lectures attentively that 
to see what Guru is saying on on its particular subject matter, what Guru is saying about uh, uh, about following the rules and regulations, what Guru is taking uh, talking about overcoming lust, what Guru is talking about overcoming ego. So on every subject matter, if we pay attention and if we try to follow the Guru's instructions by seva, that also becomes a seva. And what is his desire to serve his Guru? If Guru is saying my desire, my Guru's instruction is. For me, that I, you have to go and preach following that, that becomes a seva also. Not like only when we are present nearby him doing a physical seva. So when we are doing, when we are clubbing all these things, that's when the subject matter, the spiritual subject matter gets revealed to us. Otherwise, how many years we are studying the uh, Bhagavad Gita, Krishna does not reveal himself to an unfaithful soul or a soul who are not surrendered, period. The same Bhagavad Gita, someone else may be reading hundred times, but he may not be understanding the subject matter which Krishna is trying to speak to Arjuna in detail and deeply, unless we surrender to spiritual master and render a loving service to him. So that should be our beginning thing. The After that, whatever the service we are doing, whatever the... Uh, preaching we are doing, whatever the reading we are doing, that all gets fructified, that all gets, that all gives us proper results, desire results of that. So a spiritual master will be pleased with the student and explain the transcendental subject matter more clearly. A challenging spirit before the spiritual master should be avoided if one is at all interested in learning the Vedic instructions in depth, period. The challenging spirit should be avoided. So we have different kinds of gurus. Diksha gurus, siksha gurus. From whom we are mm. listening every day. They are our siksha gurus. When some devotee is coming and sitting on Vyasasana and trying to repeat spiritual master's instructions or trying to repeat Prabhupada's instructions or Krishna's instructions, they also come on that pedestal where they are like a guru. But they are siksha gurus. There will be a lot of siksha gurus for us. So when we are approaching them for a question also, it should not be a challenging spirit. It should not be a spirit like, you know, oh, I'm going to show him that how great I am. Even though he is not great as me, he is coming and sitting on a Vyasasana and he is posing himself as a guru. That approach, that mood should not be there for us. We will be just going on and doing offenses and we will be falling down. We, even though the person who is on Vyasasana sometimes uh, may not be able to represent the subject matter as we know, but because those are the words by Krishna, though, because he is repeating the previous Acharyas, we should be very humble and respectful towards that, uh, that position as such, irrespective of who is sitting there. Because they will be repeating Krishna and they will be repeating Prabhupada. So that should be the mode. Uh, that should be the mood and we see here that Rahuguna is having that mood and he is humbly putting forward his doubt. He, uh, Arjuna also was humbly putting forward his doubts all along Bhagavad Gita. He contradicts, he, he says that Krishna this is difficult, I cannot do this, Krishna this is difficult. He says that but in a more humble way. He first surrenders to Krishna. And then he hears to Krishna and then he questions. So we see the pattern, Rahuguna is also following the same. He first surrendered he, uh, and then he is now questioning and he will, he, he already listened to Jadabharata and now on that subject matter he is questioning. So I will stop here. Any devotees wants to add anything, comment, feedback, uh, please uh, go ahead. And I have covered one, two and three. So tomorrow it is verse four.
हरे कृष्णा माता जी थैंक यू सो मच फॉर सच अ वंडरफुल एंड सो प्रैक्टिकल क्लास अबाउट दिस इंस्ट्रक्शंस इन योर क्लास यू मेंशन दैट समबडी नोइंग अस दैट वी देयर इज नॉट आवर मिस्टेक बट स्टिल दे ब्लेम अस और दे ब्लेस देम अस बट स्टिल वी हैव टू बी हंबल and we follow that principle from long time but sometimes they get the boundaries also like boundary bhi chhod dete hai ha so that time what should we do mataji and they uh, they expect apologies from us yeah they I, are I, not I, devotees those are material people like yeah. family members or like they don't have the uh, any yeah. devotional touch as we have devotional touch we let them go like we because we are learning forget and forgive yeah which uh, radhanath swami's principle that forgive mm-hmm. and forget so mm-hmm. we follow that principle but sometimes it get, goes beyond our limitation and and they expect apologize from us so it was a perfect topic you discussed so maybe many of us are having this problem so i thought to ask this question sure mataji i will try um, to approach that question so do, so do, if so it is yes sorry for this no 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 go ahead mataji that when somebody is doing a dharma you should fight or you should get to your weapon and um उनको बताना है कि डोंट मतलब इतना सहन नहीं करना है सो हाउ शुड वी गो या सो सो इफ इट इज डिवोटीज एंड इवन इन विद इन द डिवोटीज व्हेन समवन इज अफेंडिंग वी डेफिनेटली हैव टू सेट आवर बाउंड्रीज वी हैव टू से दैट यू आर हर्टिंग व्हाटएवर यू आर स्पीकिंग इज हर्टिंग मी एंड एज यू सेड um that we have to convey that uh, you you are hurting me the way you are behaving is hurting me we have to clarify we have to co- clarify uh, take time and clarify nicely so that we can use right words sometimes when our emotions are high uh, it often happens when you are in a responsible position uh, when you have to carry on uh, certain responsibilities like a temple president or something or the other like any position uh, prasadam coordinator or something like that uh, there will be a lot of misunderstandings there will be a lot of back and forth and all and people generally misunderstand and they they pass judgments and they uh, so when we when we get to know that this is happening we should definitely talk one on one directly with those devotees um uh, if they say to you directly uh, then we should go talk to those devotees and explain our position uh and uh, say that this is what it is in real uh, but whatsoever it may be if you got a different feel uh, from what my even though my intentions are not like that but you have got a different feel from what uh, from the way i have uh, i have behaved uh, so i apologize for that uh, but this is what is my intention and then you will forgive and forget so when it comes to the relatives who are not devotees and there will be some relations where um, uh where it will be like this mataji like we have uh, because for the relatives especially their order is different their social order is different like let's say we are in a positions like we are anger to them that's it like mother in laws father in laws uncles aunts uh, so 
uh, if we are in a position where we are anger to them and uh, they keep hurting us in whatsoever way may be uh, and expecting uh, uh, us to apologize to them so then we can also there explain that you are hurting me by this uh, there is no mistake of mine uh, but I still apologize and then we should maintain those boundaries from our side like we should be very very formal like the most of the time what happens with us devotees is like um, we will be we, we, we don't know we, we are not very detached we, we were not very I would say like this we are not very attached to Krishna or we are very we we get hurt and we think that we have to convince we may I'm using I'm trying to find the right words so this is something we have to know that we cannot please each and everybody that period we have to we will have certain people in our in our life who will never be pleased whatsoever reason it may be it may not be fault from our side we have to understand that it is their conditioning that they can never see that like how Raghuna here could not understand what uh, uh, Jadabharata was saying they will never understand because they are very conditioned they are very bodily oriented they are mostly uh, motivated by lust, anger, greed or modes so they are in a diseased situation how much ever we try to say sometimes they won't understand so because we we are practicing devotional service so we can pray to Krishna to give us strength uh, if there will be relations some relations in our life like we cannot we cannot be away from them we have to live with them we have to live with them and we have to continue our day-to-day -day transactions with them and they will be constantly hurting us or anything so we have to understand that Krishna that is a Krishna's arrangement for us to make us they are like a constant reminders to us that this material world is not a place for us they should provide a more impetus for us to practice our devotional service but this is very difficult thing this is I agree that this is very difficult thing because we get hurt a lot first so what we should do is we should maintain a distance a possible distance from them however close they may be Mataji we can maintain a distance by detaching ourselves from them like if it may be our own spouses if it may be our own spouses that who are not practicing Krishna consciousness and then uh, who constantly uh, give trouble to us so we should we should we uh, from internally we should be developing that detachment that I am not going to preach to him or her because he is not in a situation to accept it right now he is in a diseased situation so I will talk to him at his level I will have transactions with him at his level because that's how we have to come down from our level and interact with them so we have to maintain a distance with them let's say that relative or a, a relationship is constantly hurting us and even though your mistake is not there you you can uh, you can for their own so satisfaction by apologizing nothing will happen Mataji because the, uh, we'll just apologize that okay it's not my mistake but still I apologize to you because in social order they may be higher than us that they may be in a position where in social order we have to respect them so with that sense because most of the time they come from that perspective only if they are very chote hai, so they won't ask us nowadays the people this generation kids Mataji, they even ask sorry from us 
They give the vasta of Krishna. You are Krishna consciousness, and how you are behaving like this, like this. Yeah, I <laughs> what, know. That's this what is very Krishna consciousness. <laughs> yeah, this is very typical behavior of them. Because, as I said, I I see that, and I also have uh, my my. I mean, I'm sharing here, but I also have siblings who are not Krishna conscious, and then uh, I'm the eldest in the family, so they expect uh, uh, things from me differently. even though it's completely their mistake but what how i could overcome and how i could understand them what i practice because uh, when i'm giving this suggestion i have to give my context also right so my siblings uh, are also not krishna conscious um, and they are they are diff- completely in a different zone but i deal with them every day uh, i have to deal i have to be in relation with them and so at times i get very suffocated like at times very uh, like you know i will be knowing that what they are doing is absolutely wrong and that is something they should not be doing with with so many uh, interactions but i will try once saying but when i see the response is not coming in a way that they are receiving i will stop <clears throat> because by stopping what i am doing is i am doing a favor to them because the more they cause harm to me the more they cause hurt to me it is not good for them because i am even in the social order because i am elder to them and even in another order because i am giving instructions to them from a spiritual perspective but they are looking at the things from a material perspective so they cannot appreciate my decision or my suggestion uh, so they offend me saying that you know you may be like this you are like this you are like you so i don't unless they ask me i don't uh, give a suggestion and before giving suggestion also i'll tell them that you are asking me but you know from where i will speak if you are ready i am going to speak otherwise i won't speak so this requires a lot of uh, uh, strength for us because because of our affection and love we try to uh, we we see that they are doing wrong and we try to go and tell them that you are doing wrong you are doing wrong don't do that kind of annoys them also because they are not at that level they are not at that level they can't take our instruction if they so i wait for them to come on their own and ask me and trust me mother ji it took 20 years for my close ones to know what kind of yes. philosophy yes. i follow what i am and come yes. to me uh, and come to me for a suggestion so i have made this rule that unless they ask me i won't suggest and when i when i made that rule and when i have that boundary yeah yeah when i have that boundary i am not stepping on their lives i am letting them have their lives and they feel like okay because she is a spiritual person she is not keep on preaching us because once they say once i talk little longer they say don't preach us then i cut that off there i won't take it personally i don't feel ego ego anywhere ego there i understand that like how a doctor mataji like treats according to the patient's condition so even i interact i interact with more careful uh, with uh, more care uh, who are not devotees because they quickly misunderstand us so i i will give i will talk only uh, when they ask me 
and if they say that uh, uh, you hurt us and uh, I seek uh, uh, you, I need your uh, apology, I give it to them. I, I apologize to them because they will be still in association with me and if not today, tomorrow they may see, they may take Krishna from me. So my whole goal is to give Krishna to them. So if I make myself away from them, then they will never be able to take Krishna from me. So today, uh, if I forgive them, even the material-oriented uh, pe people also, the material-oriented people, we should forgive even more because they are deceased. They don't know what they are doing. And you should be more compassionate, more like unke, unke upar to our mercy we have to show. They may not appreciate that, they may not acknowledge that, but Krishna is going to appreciate that. Krishna is going to acknowledge that. Because your presence in their life itself is a great boon for them. They, I, they know that or not, they acknowledge that or not, uh, 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 they appreciate that or not, that is the fact actually. And your association with them, if not in this life, in another 10 lives next, you are sowing a seed of Krishna Consciousness and that will help. And those of us who are practicing Krishna Consciousness have to be more and more patient. I will refer a quote uh, uh, which uh, I was reading a couple of days back by His Holiness Jayapatak Swami Maharaj. We want to devotee everything with Krishna Consciousness. Instead of being attached to the material world, we are more attached to Krishna and His service. And anger, instead of being angry because our ego is pinched or because someone is not giving us the sense gratification we want or because someone is criticizing us unnecessarily, unconstructively, then if we get angry, that is material. So, Maharaj is saying, when we are getting angry because they are criticizing us unnecessarily, unconstructively, they are doing wrong things, and we are getting angry, then that is material. But if someone offends a devotee of Krishna, if we get angry, that's Krishna consciousness. So anger, we try to use it for right reason, and anger for the wrong reason, we renounce. And since Krishna promises, he will protect his devotees. Name bhaktya pranasyati. My devotee will never be destroyed. So why should we have any fear? Fear is the part of the material world. So we should forgive them, and we should maintain our boundaries and we, sh we should leave it to Krishna because if we get anger on them and if we start showing our anger then it becomes material because our, our whole goal is Krishna consciousness we can use this opportunity to get closer to Krishna saying that Krishna because this is, uh, this is my insult and this is, uh, 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 this is my hurt uh, you said that you will take care of me I am leaving it to you because he did not criticize Krishna, he did not criticize devotee of a Krishna, I am not showing my anger on that person. Because he has criticized me, he has criticized, uh, uh, he has hurt me, I, I, have, uh, I have clearly set my boundary to him that he cannot do this next time. And I also expressed to him that you are doing wrong, it is hurting me. But still since you are seeking apology, I am apologizing uh, to you. And I will leave it here, I will not interfere again in this matter. But I am hurt. I am hurt and I am leaving this to you, Krishna. So like this, we, we start practicing Mataji. We will get detachment. We will get detachment from uh, even our own, our own uh, relations.
आर नॉट हु आर नॉट स्पिरिचुअली ओरिएंटेड ये बहुत मुश्किल है माता जी बिकॉज आई आई गेट दिस इन टू दिस डायलमा एवरी टाइम आई एम ऑन ए कॉल विथ माई पेरेंट्स एंड विथ माई सिब्लिंग्स सो आई आई ऑफन गेट दिस बट अर्लियर आई यूज टू हैव दैट इंटरनल स्ट्रगल दैट मुझे बोलना है ये जो कर रहे हैं वो गलत है I have to tell them. I have to tell them. Now I don't have mm-hmm. that rush in my inside me. I will. I will say that they will speak. They will be like that only because they are materially oriented. जब time आएगा, उनको पता चलेगा, उनको समझ में आएगा, तब तक मैं नहीं बोलूँगी. So when I started practicing that, I am also peaceful. Now when I go there, I I I I, I listen what what I have to. I if they ask, I tell and I leave it and I come back. So. I don't completely reveal my spiritual side to many of my relatives. Many of my con- transactions that I do, they approach me uh, for their personal problems. They talk to me. I still help them. I am a good friend to them. I am always there for them because I am not seeing them as material. I am seeing them at a spiritual level. They are souls, but they are in a more conditioned state than me. They are thinking they are body. They are acting at that level. they are being proud of their material assets they are being proud of their uh, mm. talents they are being proud right. of their own achievements so they are more diseased so i have to be more compassionate towards them and then i uh, i will not mind their words i will not uh, i will still be there for them help but one thing i do that i don't give a suggestion until asked i don't preach to them i don't ask them to chant i don't uh, uh, find faults in them बिकॉज पहले मैंने किया था देन दे डिड नॉट दे डिड नॉट दे डिड नॉट एप्रिशिएटेड दैट और दे डिड नॉट नीडेड दैट दे डोंट वॉन्टेड माई सजेशन सो मैंने बंद कर दिया सजेशन देना दैट वी हैव टू लर्न एंड इफ यू सी मोर थिंग्स आर फ्रॉम आवर साइड वी शुड लर्न टू बी डिटैच फ्रॉम मेटीरियली ओरिएंटेड पीपल टू गिव द स्पिरिचुअल इंस्ट्रक्शन एंड जब वेन दे हर्ट अस it is not that okay my devotee hu to tum jo bhi bolo i will accept and then i will be keep on apologizing you apologize but you tell them also what their mistake is and you also tell them why you are apologizing because you are a devotee of lord you don't like to mm. cause anybody hurt so that's why i'm apologizing to please krishna mm. and i'm still apologizing to Very you nice. because i am mm. because for me krishna is important my for me krishna mm. is important and i am apologizing to you because i uh, i i want to please krishna and krishna likes me but aap wo bhi bolna chahiye why you are apologizing and then mm. you have to leave it there and next time not interfere in their activities <coughs> we do we don't interfere they only come and drag us in the activity yeah <laughs>